Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. If you're remodeling or building a new home, you don't want to miss these podcasts. We share information about every component of your home. You'll learn about tile, appliances, cabinets, paint, flooring, lighting. Yes, we have it all. Well, today you're going to learn about cabinet trends for 2023. And I know everybody's always asking me what's in, what's in. Well, today we have season five, episode 34. I don't want to forget about that. I usually do or I mess up the numbers. So sorry about that. Our special guest today is Karen Hockley. Karen has a wonderful background in cabinetry. So I want her to explain everything that she's done. And it's a long list, so we'll try to keep it short. Karen, thank you very much for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. It's really great to be here. Well, I want you to explain to people why you're the expert in cabinets. Well, I have been in cabinets for 35 years. Um, I was a certified master in kitchen bath designer with the NKBA. I'm also sort of a certified aging in place, and I was a cabinet rep for seven years during you know my design time. So I have a lot of experience in the industry, as well as visiting a lot of different cabinet factories, from you know your semi-custom to your custom cabinet factories. And besides that, you asked me to join your workshop. Oh, and we were so thrilled to have you. Yeah, oh. every week I teach a kitchen and bath design course in the Design Pugs Pro Group. And it was wonderful to have Nancy come on and to give us all of her expertise. <laughs> well, thank you. So would it be okay if um, people who aren't designers joined in or listened to it? Are they able to do that? Yes, they're, they're more than welcome to do that. I encourage people who are either doing it, doing these projects themselves or getting a contractor uh, to remodel their kitchen, but they don't really know what to expect. And this is just an FYI to homeowners. You should learn a little bit. I don't mean you have to be an expert, otherwise you wouldn't need a contractor. But you should know um, things, the nomenclature, what's in, what's out, what you like, um, cabinets that have purpose, all sorts of things. And so by educating yourself, you won't end up with a kitchen that your contractor decided to do. And then when you're working in the kitchen, you are, you'll say, well, we should have done this. I should have had that because you'll be looking at your friend's kitchens or things on the internet. So make sure that you're educated and Karen's workshops would help you too. So let's get started with the trends. I do, um, I get a lot of emails. There's a lot of internet information and I'm seeing that natural woods are back. What do you think, Karen? Yeah, that's what we're seeing basically all over the internet. You'll see it on Instagram, Pinterest, um, and the ca uh, cabinet companies are bringing it back. Plus with the Sherwin-Williams came out with the 2022 color forecast for wood tones. And it was a total shock because it, it's going away from a lot of the painted finishes and heading back to the natural woods, maybe with a darker stain on it, you know, greens, blues. So it's really, it's really great that we're kind of like coming around again. But as we were talking <laughs> off air before, the oak, even though my list here or my notes say oak is in, it's not coming back. Uh, the way we saw it 35, 40 years ago, thank you, God. Um, <laughs> it's more like a rift oak or different kinds of woods. You know, years ago, a couple of years ago, I saw a zebra wood 
People were going for mm. robotics. I'm sure they're still doing that. And that sets their kitchen apart from their 25 neighbors. But what kind of woods are you seeing? Yeah, definitely the white rift oak would be very big. So if you're going with an oak cabinet, you don't want that yellow tone. And it's going to definitely have more of the um, white tone to it. I'm seeing the dark woods are coming back, which is shocking. I'm still seeing a lot of, I'm sorry. How dark? Because I did a couple of Wingay, very dark. Yeah. Like espresso. Mm -hmm. They coming, well, then they left. I don't think they ever left. (laughs) You know, there was a sect of it, but it's coming back. And you're seeing more of the darker wood tones. Not so much that old honey tone that you used to see, like on maple and other colors. That's not really coming back. It's definitely has a different tone to it. They're more toned down. I'm also seeing a lot of the paints are still really big. So the white paint, I don't see it going out. It's pretty timeless. Mm-hmm. And then the blues are still saying, I thought the blue paint was going to go away, but it doesn't seem to. Blacks, yeah. Yeah, a lot of great colors. Depending on the uh, the location that you're living in, you might uh, just be finding out about the blue. And maybe if you live in the bigger metropolitan cities, you're see- you've been seeing it for a couple of years. Yeah. So and it, go ahead. Um, I was going to say, I also like the natural wood or stained wood with white, the combination. I love that. And that's probably the only time I like the wood. I, I try to get out of wood kitchens unless there's something unique about the design because um, they just look so kitcheny. Is that okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't yeah. like kitchens that look so kitcheny. Yeah, I agree 100 percent. We want it to have style, function, but style and be beautiful at the same time. Yeah, there's that phrase color blocking. I know Mm -hmm. we were saying that you're seeing a lot of that. You want to explain that? Yeah, color blocking. Basically, I would say about 15 years ago, I was actually doing a lot of it. We were doing two color, three color kitchens. Usually it's blocks of colors. Uh, I stopped doing it about 15 years ago. Now what I'm seeing all of a sudden is there's a resurgence in it. And I just did a kitchen where I have three three colors and different tones so that the base cabinets in the island are wood tone. The wall cabinets are white. We stayed with white crown on top of it. We did a black range wood range hood, and then we did black along for the refrigerator area and the pantry area. And at first, I wasn't sure about the colors, but I love it. So I think that this is all coming back again, and it's becoming very big. If we mm-hmm. start looking at Pinterest, you know, Pinterest or go to Instagram, we're going to see a lot of the color blocking where there's blocks of colors. Yeah. Well, as we always say, when you're going to try something like this, a multi-color blocking, you have to work with a professional. Otherwise, you're going to stand back and go, what was I thinking? So always use a professional, even for a consultation. Um, And the other thing is, if you were doing this 15 years ago, if you wait long enough, your old kitchen will be back in style. (laughs) I I go back and I look at a lot of the photographs of kitchens I did, say, 20 years ago, and they're back in style. (laughs) Yeah. And and you wonder why. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we talked about blue, painted blue cabinets, but there are other colors that are very popular. I'm seeing... The dark green, very popular. And uh, I remember dark green was in style about 1985. So yeah, it's coming back. And the combination of the woods with the dark green, 
very sophisticated looking, especially if you throw in some brass. Uh, the grays, I don't think they're ever going to go away only because I like mm -hmm. them. I, I think the grays are staying neutral. Do you feel that yeah. way too? Yeah, uh, especially if you go with a muddy gray. Mm -hmm. uh, if you stay away from the blue grays, um, they're, they're just too light. But uh, And they also have green grays. So you mm -hmm. have a choice of a lot of grays. You don't have, because there are designers who have said, oh, gray is out. You won't see it again. And when I do podcasts about things that are in and out, my feeling is you do what you want to do. And some designer who tells you, well, this is out and you like it, use it. That's, you know, it's your kitchen. Um, that's my I'm, in I'm in total agreement because I think for each of us as uh, consumers, we like different things, you know. And so we really need to appeal to the client's style and then help them select you know, what works for them and what they're going to love for, you know, as long as they own, own the kitchen. Yeah. And another point that I've brought up many times is when you're picking colors for your house, if you like and look good surrounded by a certain color, then use it. Uh -huh. uh, it goes by, like, I'm a winter and I like black and white and red. And, you know, I will use a lot of black and white in my own house. I'm not a yellow person. I'm not saying that you shouldn't use yellow. If you are an, I believe it's an autumn and uh -huh. you like yellow, go for it. Would it? And it doesn't matter what your husband likes. You're the <laughs> one. It's your house. You're the one who designs, picks out, and is in the kitchen more than he is probably. Although a lot of men are starting to cook, but they don't really yeah. care if that if the color of the cabinets really uh, accentuates their skin tone. Yeah, I really don't think my husband cares about that. Yeah. I, I don't think so either. Yeah. I think he'll let me win on that one. Well, before we uh, talk about cabinet styles, I want to talk about Studio 41. Studio 41 is a showroom that is offering so much for the homeowner from bath designs to cabinetry to um, hardware for your kitchen and your bath, all your cabinets. I have, I'm lucky to have a Studio 41 locally. It's in Scottsdale. I'm in Arizona. And Karen, you don't have any Studio 41s because the rest of them, all 13, are in Illinois. But you can shop online. They have the largest selection of hardware I have ever seen in my life. Uh, that includes even going to the kitchen and bath shows. I don't know where these guys find them, but gorgeous. So shop Studio 41 is their website, and don't hesitate to go on there. You can order online. So I would suggest that you do that because that's one of my favorite places to go. So let's talk about cabinet designs. Do you want to start off with Shaker? Yeah. So what I've seen is happening, the Shaker door style is still very popular in my area and I believe throughout the United States, but it's changing. Years ago, it used to be that they had the wide um, style on the door, so it was about a three-inch. That went around the door, a molding, and so you had a smaller center panel. Then it went to about a two-inch on the styles. And now we're seeing it's almost like a one-inch, and it's just very, very small. Gives a little bit of style to the cabinet. It's not a flat panel, but that seems to be the most popular right now from what I've seen with most of the designs. 
and the design boards where the designers are talking about what they're seeing their clients want to buy. So Shaker's still big. It's just changing in a little bit on the doorstop. Mm -hmm. Well, Shaker, I think, is so versatile because you can turn it from um, contemporary to transitional, Mm -hmm. depending on the color, the finish, and hardware. So to me, if you're not sure what kind of style you are, go with a shaker and then work with it. Your backsplash will also determine uh, the flavor of the kitchen and the countertops. So I like shaker. Personally, I like the not very wide style, but I like the two-inch style and rail. So we're talking about the pieces of wood which makes up a picture frame that's going horizontally and vertically. But on the other hand, shaker can come in a European frameless construction or a frame construction. So I'm going to leave that to you, Karen, to explain the difference. Yeah, so basically, if you're using a frame construction cabinet, the cabinet actually has comes out in the front with a little bit of a a style that comes around the door. I call it like a picture frame. And the door attaches actually to that frame. When you're going with frameless, you have the sides of the cabinet and the hinges attached to the side panels of the actual cabinet. And then your door attaches there. Totally different. With the frameless cabinets, you actually get on your base cabinets and your walls also more interior storage space. So that in a drawer base, uh, say you had a drawer base 18 in a frame cabinet versus a frameless cabinet, it's going to have more interior storage space in that frameless cabinet. And I am saying in the United States that frameless cabinets are becoming getting a, a larger market. Mm-hmm. Also, you said about gaining space. When you think mm-hmm. about it, when you have a frame cabinet, and that's where the hinge is usually either wrapped around that piece of frame or it's on the outside. But then when you put a rollout in a base frame cabinet, you're losing about three inches, an inch and a half uh-huh. on each side. So if you don't understand people, what I'm talking about, probably before you pick out your cabinets, do some shopping, ask questions. Because it's interesting that, well, the difference, the different look of a frameless cabinet, but caveat, you need hardware on frameless cabinets because there's no space between the drawer and door. So you need that jewelry. Yeah. And I think if you can go to a showroom that has examples of both, like you said, for clients, you know, or homeowners, that's the best place to really see the function of each different style of cabinet. That'll help you decide, you know, if you have a small kitchen, a frameless could be great because it will give you a little bit more storage. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like European designs. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I tell people, yeah, we'll use a frameless European, they're thinking contemporary. But we can still get a raised panel traditional look with a frameless construction. Correct? Definitely. (laughs) But I think that throughout the United States, I am saying there is more of a, a, a lead toward European style. We still have traditional is really big, transitional, which is kind of like a cross. And I'm seeing that the European style is coming on. We did talk a little bit this morning also about the um, the modern, um, like, Frank, look, frankly, right look. Oh, How, the mid-century modern? Yeah, the mid-century modern. And um, I think that 
if you think about it, the frameless cabinet is perfect for something like that. Yeah. And there are some designers who say mid-century modern is out. I think it's always going to be, an, even if you were talking about furniture and you have a couple of things scattered in your house and you work along with what you have, um, but it definitely is a style of its own. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this is a side, you know, a side comment. Did you ever hear of a town called Columbus, Indiana? I may have. <laughs> Columbus, Indiana is known for its mid-century modern architecture. And there's a house. I ju- I was looking at it online. Uh, is it the Klein house? No, it's the Miller house. Ah, okay. J. Irwin Miller. And his. I toured his house. It's unbelievable. So when you look at things like that, this town, 70 buildings are all done by very well-known architects. You kind of fall in love with the look. And, uh-huh. But if it's, I mean, you might fall in love with the look when you're looking at the video or when you visit. And when you get back to your house, you might feel that's not your lifestyle. But uh-huh. it's very intriguing how so many things in the Miller house are used today. And it was built in the 50s. Unbelievable. Yeah. I just had to mention that because well, there, there are things that will stay in style no matter what people say. Many mid-century uh, houses are timeless. When you walk in, it's like you could actually move in. Yeah, yeah. done correctly, I yeah. would say it, it's the jewel. Yeah. Okay, well, getting away from that, what do you think about open shelves in a kitchen? Yay or nay? There's been, oh, wow, there's been a lot of talk about it recently. Um, I see designers using massive amounts of open shelves, and all I see is dust. <laughs> yeah. And just from owning homes, living in homes for years, you know, and, and it's as if, that's where you're going to put your plates. But you know, I can't imagine unless you're using those plates every day and washing them, that you're just going to be a slave to those shelves, keeping them clean. And because neat. you've got, and yeah, because you've got grease, you've got dust, you've got all the things that are actually build up on those shelves. So would really be nice if you had a housekeeper if you did them. I like to use small areas of shelving. I don't go crazy and do it all over and make it, you know, the whole, all the wall cabinets are gone in their shelves. But if you're going to do that, I think you really need to think about the practicality mm-hmm. of how is it going to work out? Are you going to be a slave to keeping those shelves clean? Yeah. Now we're talking about shelves because right now we're talking about the trends in cabinets. And most of the time the shelves are provided by the cabinet company. And if even if you get them outsourced, usually they match the finish of the cabinets, whether it's a wood finish or paint. So that's why we're bringing that up. I would see the use of open shelves when you have a small space and it's too tiny for a cabinet to be practical. And then again, you put things on the shelf that you're not using every day. So it's more of a design point, Uh, something that maybe brings color into the kitchen or something that you collect, whether it's an old clock or two. But uh, that's that's it as far as I uh, see open shelves going. Okay, you know, here's my favorite thing. Drawers instead of doors. I like that idea when you tell people Now, again, you need a professional designer because you can't have drawers, a stack of drawers that are 15 next to an 18, next to a 24, next to a 36, back to a 15, 
everything has to be laid out aesthetically. And then over the years, we've seen more inserts for drawers so that they're useful. So I'm going to bring up the peg thing, but I'm going to have you explain a lot of the inserts that we were seeing. There's some fabulous inserts out there if you think about it for the drawers. I've I've used the peg inserts like you were saying for dishes. So I've had clients that actually are putting dishes in drawers, which uh, when I first did it back, say, 20 something years ago, it was a foreign concept to me. You know, putting your dishes in a drawer. It never well, came. They didn't you know, have the pegs either. And you open the right. drawers and they'd be sliding all over the sliding place. all over the place. Yeah. So that now we've got all kinds of inserts, like you can get knife inserts, you can get your cutlery inserts. Um, you can do the curry drawers, which if you're doing a little coffee area, those are really great. And it has all mm -hmm. the your little curry pots in them and they're all, you know, set up great. Yeah. Um, things like that. I like to use them also if I have a wine area so that I can put anything that might be needed, corkscrews, if they, you know, need a corkscrew, depending on the type of wine they buy. Um, all the little accessory items to go into the drawers. And now with, they have like drawers that have these section off um, sections so that you could actually put each one in their own little section. So it's not like the drawer that you open up and everything jumbles out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which have... happens in my house all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, two things about drawers. First of all, we look at kitchens, pictures of kitchens with windows above the sink area. The whole wall is windows. And you think, well, where am I going to put the glasses? So that's where large drawers holding glasses and dishes come in handy. So you really don't need wall cabinets. Secondly, I will bring up the point of the, uh, the vertically challenged people like myself, as I've said in these podcasts, I'm not that tall, so I can only reach the bottom shelf of my wall cabinet. I would prefer not having any wall cabinets. Also, if you're in a wheelchair or if you have back problems or if you can't reach, having drawers is just makes more sense to me. So I think it's one less step. Yeah. You know, if, so even if you did a cabinet that has doors and rollouts, you still have the step where you have to open the doors, roll it out. With drawers, you're just pulling the drawer out. So yeah. it 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 takes the steps down. Yeah. And now they have appliances in drawers like microwaves, freezers, refrigerators. And so everything can be at waist height. Or in my case, a little bit more than that. But <laughs> Or a little bit higher than my waist. <laughs> but I think drawers, uh, don't hesitate using drawers. I think it's a, a great alternative when you want a lot of windows over your sink. That's the way to go. Or if you don't want to use drawers, if you have a wall that you can use tall pantries, then you can also blend in your refrigerator, right? Integrated uh, appliances. Yeah. I love the Sub-Zero with the flush inset with the panels where you have the panel door fronts and then you flush inset it. So it actually is built in. And because of the self-articulating doors on, say, your sub-zeros, it's able to fit in perfectly. You can't do that with your regular, you know, LG, GE refrigerators because the panels of the doors are going to come forward. Yeah. Well, I will say designers do prefer the built-in appliances, but then, you know, if you're working on a budget, you'll notice that they're a little more pricey. But when you look at a kitchen and you can't find the refrigerator 
and there's a pantry, refrigerator, another pantry, or a wine unit. I mean, it is so sleek. It's gorgeous. And the well, I guess they came out with the integrated refrigerators a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Now, a couple of the other appliance companies are offering that look. The door is only, the top of the door is 84 inches from the floor, but you're able to put a door panel on the front of the refrigerator. The top of that panel is 96 inches um, above the floor. So it works well with your taller cabinets, which everybody's using now. I don't think you can walk into a kitchen and see an 84-inch high pantry unless they have low ceilings, right? Very true. So as I said before, a lot of people are using the pantries, but how tall are the wall cabinets now that they're using? Well, really, I try to use it off the height of the client. And what you're going to see, and I think homeowners really need to be cautious about this, What we're seeing right now is a lot of designers are designing with the wall cabinets coming. So your base cabinets are coming in at 36 inches with countertop. Standard, we were doing 18 inches above that we were putting the wall cabinet. I can reach those. A lot of designers are hiking up the wall cabinets to 24 and 30 inches above that countertop. My problem is I'm five foot four. I can reach the bottom shelf of a, you know, if it's 18 inches off the countertop, but when you go up to a 24 and 30, I may not be able to reach that. So as homeowners, they really have to be cautious about where are the cabinets going because it's an ergonomic consideration and height. How tall are you? Can you reach it? Is it going to be comfortable? Or every day are you going to be saying, I can't reach those cabinets. What am I going to you know, do? Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned 18 inches for people who don't know. There's 18 inches of space between your countertop and the bottom of your wall cabinet. That's standard. Now, years ago, years and years and years ago, they used to have 15. So Mm -hmm. people would move into an older house and they complained that they couldn't get their coffee maker or their mixer under the cabinet. So 18 is standard. Now you're saying 24 I would rather, well, I couldn't reach anything. I couldn't reach that. (laughs) It gets tough. You know, if you have a Keurig, you need to basically, if you're going to put a shelf above it or a cabinet above the Keurig, you want to keep about 24 inches so you can open the top and you can put the water in. So it's that's a good place to put open shelves. You can just a little bit higher. And that's usually where I do the open shelves. Uh, Let's talk about, well, we did talk about integrated appliances. Now you can get appliance panels for refrigerators, dishwashers, um, microwaves, not microwaves, um, warming drawers. But don't think, somebody asked me, a customer asked me, well, can we put a panel in front of the oven? No. No. (laughs) No. You're going to see. Please don't. (laughs) Yeah, and that's why the ovens come in different styles. They come in your stainless, um, your black, either a traditional or contemporary look. Uh, some of the appliance manufacturers have brought in colors, and I don't think they've lasted too long. There's now the black stainless steel, which is very interesting, but your typical stainless will be around forever. Uh, white appliances are coming and going. I think last year somebody tried white appliances, and I'm not seeing it this year. Yeah, GE Cafe. Samsung just brought in navy blue appliances, and they have pink glass. Okay. I saw this this week, and I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) 
Yeah, you know, to me, that's faddish. That's it's faddish and trendy. Yeah, you're gonna look at your pink appliances that you spent all this money on in three years from now. You're gonna say, "What was I thinking? What was I thinking?" Yeah, yeah, there was. It could be cute for a pool house. Okay, if you have a pool. If you have a pool. (laughs) Yeah, or or if you have a pool skirt, you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh. So. Bottom line, we talked about appliances, and so I do have to talk about Monogram. They're one of my sponsors, and I just want to tell everybody that they are a great appliance. I really like these guys. They do great appliances. They're made in America. I do have to let you know that everybody's uh, experiencing the problem with the supply chain, so don't think you're going to get your appliances like in a week. It doesn't happen. It's not happening with anybody. But they also have smart appliances, and you can get a smart appliance and an app on your phone, which is nice. Don't think you're going to get an app without getting the smart appliance. It's just going to take up a room on your phone. So if you want to learn more about Monogram, you can go to monogram.com. I suggest that when you're shopping for appliances, that's the first thing you want to order because of the lead time. And also, you should go to a showroom and find a... um, salesman that knows the appliances backwards and forwards so that he can explain what appliances would work with your lifestyle. Don't get something that you don't think you're going to ever use. Just to waste money and time and space. So, well, any last minute thoughts before we say goodbye, Karen? Well, I think your your thoughts on appliances are great. And don't throw out the appliance you have now during your renovation, just in case there's a back order on your other appliances. And as a kitchen designer, I basically help my uh, clients with their appliances, which I'm sure you do, Nancy. Yes. So we give that added, you know, uh, safety net where we you know that appliance is going to work for your installation. Yeah. Well, the other thing, and you mentioned don't throw out your old appliances. Um, Unfortunately, your delivery time is not always working. Uh, They, I mean, I've had clients where they go, okay, it's going to be in three months. Oh, you have to constantly be checking on your delivery time and they keep extending it. So don't count on that. Have a lot of patience because with this supply chain problem, everything is backordered from cabinets, cabinet parts, appliances, tile so um, be patient because eventually you will have a new kitchen and you will be proud of it and happy right yeah those are great great parting words (laughs) yeah i hope everybody enjoyed this podcast and please subscribe on the platform that you're using to listen to these podcasts and don't forget to share them with your friends especially if you have friends that are remodeling this information is so important If you want to learn more about me, you can go to my website. It's nancyhugo.com. And if you have any questions for me or for Karen, don't hesitate to email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. So I want everybody to stay safe. Have a great day. Karen, thank you so much for doing this podcast with me. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. Oh, well, bye, Karen. And bye, everybody out there. Bye. 